0: Good. I'm so happy to talk to you. There's so many questions. Like, why don't you have an I in your name? How are you just Frankie with the an E and not an I?
1: Uh, you know, that's a good question. I, as a, uh, you know, a singer all my life, my dad was uh, a Frank, and my uncle was a Frank, and there was a great-uncle Frank, and there were so many different Franks in my family. I, I just, as I became an entertainer, uh, I just tried to look for a different way to spell my name. So it would stick out and have people ask me, where's the eye?
0: <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> and, and I took the bait. And I took the bait, Frankie Previt. And, and you're looking at you
1: back.
0: Yeah, fabulous. So Frankie yeah. in the Knockouts, you had a big uh, hit called Sweetheart, you know, back in the day. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's got to feel so amazing that when ASCAP... Did their greatest songs ever written One of your songs landed at number 15 And that's I've Had the Time of My Life Tell me what that song means to you
1: um, You know, it's a song that changed my life Not only am I having the time of my life But, you know, I, I went from being a performer And Frankie in the knockouts To a songwriter that wrote a song that You know, became and is a classic I can say that without bragging Because it's people tell me that And and hearing it and talking to so many people from around the world that, you know, know that song, you know, when I go to England or, you know, I do festivals and people come from Czechoslovakia because they want to meet the guy who wrote Time of My Life. So the the song Time of My Life truly took me from being uh, Frankie Previtt, the artist. Frankie in the knockouts to Frankie Prepper, the songwriter.
0: Do you remember the day you wrote it or the time you wrote it? How long did it take or did uh, it come to you all at once?
1: Uh, absolutely, too, you know, because I was in between record deals. And the gentleman that closed his label up, Jimmy Einer, and decided that he was going to go into films Two years later, calls me and says, I have this little movie I want you to write a song for. it." I'm Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm trying to get a deal. Man, then you closed your label and here I am, you know, I've already written Hungry Eyes, that was a song that was part of going to be the next Frankie in the Knockouts album that nobody not one record company recognized as a hit, and so he goes no, I got, no, I'm I'm liking this movie, Frankie, I think this could change your life, I go, alright, what's the name of the movie, and he goes, Dirty Dancing and I'm thinking to myself, I put my hand on my forehead, I'm going, oh my god, he's doing
0: porn, I'm thinking he's
1: doing a porn flick <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 this is a good little movie, Baby Meets Johnny, and they're in the Catskills, and, you know, they end up together. And I go, all right, you know, let let me, uh, how long do I have? He goes, two weeks. You got two weeks to write this song. He goes, so you're going to do it. And I said, all right, I'll give it a try. He goes, okay, that's the good news. The bad news is it's for the last scene, and it's seven minutes long. I'm like, seven minutes? I'm thinking i got to write MacArthur Park here. And so I call up John D. Nicola, who I wrote Hungry Eyes with already. And I said, John, we have an opportunity. It's got to be seven minutes long. I said, so let's start the song with the chorus up front in halftime. And so he goes, okay, well, let me put a track together. And he sends me this track, and I hear the track, and I play it over the phone to Jimmy. And he's like, I like it. Make it a song. So here I am driving on the Garden State Parkway at exit 140, putting this cassette into my dashboard. And I'm listening to the music. And how I write is I come up with melody first. And from that melody, I sometimes jam phonetic sounds. So in my jamming moment, I'm going, na, and nah, nah, i time of my life. Na, na, time of my life. What the hell? And I'm writing time of my life on an envelope in the car exit 140 after paying the toll in union new jersey and so that's the seed that's where this song started about two weeks later you know we we started formulating john putting more of the track together me writing more of the lyrics he went over and uh i said you know what i only have a four track and we may need more tracks and i got this friend don markowitz uh, who has an a track in his in his uh, bedroom and let's go over there and so we went there and Donnie came up with, you know, some parts and some lines and a chord or two. And all of a sudden, we had this track and we sent it in. And about, I don't know, about maybe a month later after we sent it in, I get a call from Emil Ardolino, who was the director, and Kenny Ortega, who was the. Um, the dance choreographer, mm. and I didn't know either one of these guys. But they're screaming on the other end of the phone, you did it, man, you did it! And I'm like, who the hell is this? What did I do? And they said, you wrote the song, man. We're, we just filmed the movie, and it's unbelievable. And so it kind of changed the whole camaraderie of the film because they, they filmed that last scene first, and they had such a tremendous ending that the camaraderie that they took on for the movie totally changed. But Patrick and Jennifer weren't getting along at that time, and this ending, when I met Patrick at the Academy Awards, just said, dude, you have no idea what this song did. Just like we did a 180 after we filmed this, and we were like, let's go make a movie.
0: It shifted them. It shifted them, and that's what music does. It shifts us. (laughs) And when we hear yeah. your song, I've Had the Time of My Life, you know, we all have the movie play in our heads. If it's not that movie, you know, it's some memory of having heard that song somewhere before. You know, it's a lifer. This is this song is with you for life, for everybody's life, and for generations to come. I wanted to ask you this, though. Your connection with Patrick Swayze did not end there when you met at the Academy Awards, right? Uh, You continue continue to raise money for his charity. Tell me about that.
1: Well, well, it really wasn't his charity at the moment. He had called me and wanted me to uh, hook up with him a few times at some charities that he was doing uh, around where I lived in New Jersey. So I would go and, you know, we would hang out. and You know, you meet the person behind the scenes. And, and you find out who the real Patrick Swayze is. And he's, he was really Johnny Castle. He was this big hearted, you know, well, not tough guy, but, you know, just a, a cool guy with a big heart and, and, you know, just a loving person, giving person. And so I got to know him more than just Patrick, the actor, Patrick, the guy I met at the Academy Awards. And so when he passed, I just started thinking, you know, geez, this, I have to do something. I have to use this music that he loved <clears throat> to help somehow. So I found out that Lisa Suese, his wife, was working with the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. And so I did a cold call, and I you know made this call, and, and Pamela Acosta Marquette answers the phone. She's the founder of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. And I said, I have an idea. I'd like to take these demos that I sang with Rochelle Capelli, of time in my life and then me singing hungry eyes and i like to sell them online and give you the money that i earn for from it mm. and so for the past 30 years i've been selling these demos along with another song called someone like you that's in the stage polite dirty dancing so if you go to facebook and you go dirty dancing demos you'll see me giving uh, lisa a check and some handwritten lyrics and that money, close to $30,000, has been raised, and I give that pancreatic cancer in his memory. So music, to me, uh, I've been blessed. You know, I've been given this opportunity, and, and now I, I take this opportunity, and I'm trying to give back.
0: You're doing it, Frankie Prevett. You're doing it. You're doing it. Well okay. done. Well done. Well done. All right. Um, I want to know if there's anything else you want our listeners to know about, any songs you're working on now, any feelings for the future. What's going on?
1: What's going on is um, in, in the same thought of me giving back, I wrote a song while I was in uh, Russia back in 1989 on a songwriting summit in Moscow during the Glasnost period. 25 American songwriters wrote with 25 Russian songwriters. And from those 50 songwriters, in nine days, 50 songs were written. And so uh, Earth, Wind & Fire actually recorded the song on Columbia Records called One World that I wrote with Pamela Philip olin Sergey Manukian and Mick Parga and myself. So with all this pandemic going on, my friends out of work, actors out of work, musicians, children of first responders not being able to you know be with their parents because they passed away or they they don't have enough money to help their children and then all the social unrest that's going on in america so i went to all these different charities and i took this song one world and i re-recorded it with john Gilliton. and john Gilliton is a uh, songwriter that wrote new attitude for patty labelle and it was mixed by um the great the great uh Bill Schnee, who did um, produce Frankie in the Knockouts. And we have put that song out, One World, with uh, Grammy-nominated, Grammy-winning singers, musicians. And the song is now 27 on the charts with a bullet. So we are donating the proceeds from that to those charities, to the uh, Musicians Foundation, to the Actors Fund, to the First Responders, uh, Children's Foundation, and to uh, the NAACP. So all the all that is happening, you know, me trying to once again find a way to help with my music. It's a, it's a kind of an anthem, a We Are The World type anthem song that it seems that people are starting to embrace. So if you go to oneworldoursong.com, let me say it again, oneworldoursong.com, you'll see the charity, you'll watch the video of the song. If you give a buck. Give whatever you can afford. You get a free download of the song. And we're trying to heal others to get to the other side so they can perform, they can live, they can act, and we can have our arts back. We can get some social justice. Maybe we can do some healing as well.